You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for a real small slate of games in the NBA. So we're also going to talk a little bit of uh, pass catchers getting ready for Divisional Weekend. Tony, there's only a three-game slate today. How you doing, and does this make it easier or harder on a night like tonight? I think it's going to be harder. Um, I think it's definitely going to be harder because it's one of those things that if you miss a one player, uh, you could be out. And um, right now I'm actually leaving LeBron James out of my lineup tonight. So you're going to leave LeBron James out on a three-game slate. Now what happens when he's the guy that goes for 33, 13, and 10? I'm going to lose. And this is the risk you're willing to take. So who are you uh, spending that cap on? Do you have any high-priced talent tonight that you would recommend ahead of LeBron? Yeah, when we, we're going to get down to it. I'm going to go with a more balanced approach tonight. Okay. And I think that when I add up when I add up the projections for each player, I come up with a little bit, come up with 10 points better than any roster I did with LeBron. So the, the salary there, about 3000 le- more than everybody else, it, it just, didn't, just didn't make sense. And I'm the type of guy that always will play uh, the guy. But tonight, in his three-game slate, it didn't make sense. So we'll see what happens. All right, so we shall see. Tony, we do only have three games on the slate tonight, and one of the teams in action is the San Antonio Spurs, but it doesn't look like a lot of their regulars are playing tonight. Can you tell me about the injuries in San Antonio and then also any other injuries on the slate tonight? Yeah, we got two teams that are missing a ton of players. Uh, the Spurs and the Clippers are the ones that are going to have to watch. you got Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gay, Tony Parker, Danny Green are all out tonight uh, for the San Antonio Spurs, and what we're going to look and see in that situation there is some of the, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to game by game, but we've had some guys come off the bench with some success, and we'll tell you who those guys are. With the L.A. Clippers, Blake Griffin and Milos Atiyadosic are both questionable. I don't think either one of those are going to play, and last night they lost C.J. Williams, uh, who is definitely going to be out, and Austin Rivers is going to be out. Uh, so there could be four guys in the Clippers, definitely two tonight. All right, interestingly enough, maybe when we get to this Clippers game, I will once again tout the fact that I like Lou Williams to be able to fill it up. All he did last night was put up a 50-burger in his game. I hopefully people That wasn't were... the most impressive. What was? You know what was the most impressive? He scored 27 of in those one points quarter. in the third quarter. Was that the quarter yeah, you had him in the NBA there. in-play product, Tony? <laughs> I didn't have I didn't play in that game. I didn't play in play, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm like, man, every shot he shot, every shot Kevin Durant shot was going in the basket. Like yeah. they didn't miss. And I'm like then I was see it going up. Oh, he's at twenty four points in this quarter. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, man, can you imagine you would have had a lot of gift certificates? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of credit at the NBA store. He also cashed one from like half court with like ten seconds left to yeah. get to fifty. So Lou Williams getting to that milestone. When we come back, we go through a three game slate on a Thursday, and then we'll tell you about the wide receivers for the divisional weekend. I call it the best weekend in football. Come on right back. It's lineup block live. Here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready on a Thursday night. There's only three games tonight in the NBA. The Celtics have already been dispatched of the 76ers, 114-103 to 103, a little bit earlier on tonight. So there's only three games. Boston looking good still at the number one seed in the East. But our first game on the slate is between uh, the number two and three teams in the East, the Cleveland Cavs. Cavaliers and the Toronto Raptors get it on in Toronto tonight. The Cavs are three-point road favorites. 219 is your total. Tony, you mentioned that you were going away from LeBron James tonight. There's only three games on the slate, so you still got to like some people in this game. It's also the game with the highest total on the board. Who do you like on Cleveland? Is it a Kevin Love night for any chance? Not Cleveland, but I'm hitting Toronto pretty hard tonight. This okay. Cleveland defense has been absolutely abysmal uh, as of late. And, you know, DeLon Wright has actually been getting the ball up and down the court better than when Kyle uh, – better, I mean, a quicker pace uh, when they have um, – than when Kyle Lowry's in there. Right. So I'm going with Wright tonight, DeRozan, uh, Pascal Siakam, and Jonas Valchunas. So I'm going to use four Raptors in this game tonight. And if you needed a flyer – um, you can uh, yes. actually use Freddie yeah. Van Fleet if you wanted to. Oh, what Quit about our boy OG Anun boy? He's not at a only thirty four hundred tonight, Tony. Come on. Yeah, let me see why. OG Anun boy, come on. The, the Cavs don't defend the small forward that well. Punt play, come on, you know Tony. Why? I'm gonna tell because he's only he's thirty four hundred, and I like Bertens better against the Lakers at forty five hundred. Okay. So it's eleven hundred difference. So if you need a little money, uh, so I, that, that that's the reason there. So we've been killing it. Two nights ago, we had um, uh, we had uh, $3,200, 32 points from a $3,500 play. Last night, Ekbia Dunwa hit uh, 42 fantasy points for us last night at 3500 So hopefully we keep rolling on these uh, punt plays. Yeah, so the punt plays continue to work for the Tony Sincata. Tony, is it harder to find the punt play, though, with a three-game slate? It's crazy. You know what? I think, oh, yeah, with a three-game slate, absolutely. That's the beauty of having 10, 11 games. You can find the one guy that's mispriced. And that's the beauty, I think, of, of all daily fantasy sports. And when we get to baseball, we'll get to that thing. I always get the question, like, when, when I win something and I'll have, like, um, uh, J.J. Hardy in my lineup. And people say, well, how the hell did you know that I have J.J. Hardy? Well, it's not that I knew that I had J.J. Hardy. J.J. Hardy's a fly ball hitter. Right. He's a fly ball pitcher. Uh, he's let 
two home runs up in each of his last five games. He's playing in the smallest ballpark in baseball, and the wind's blowing out 13. So you bring all that in conclusion, and that's the beauty, and that's the fun, actually, of a lot of this thing, and going with the people that, that people don't expect. Sure. It's like when I'm picking a March Madness bracket, you know? You gotta pick a 13 yes. to beat a 4. It's just about being the having the right insight to know which 13 seed is the one to do. You gotta zig when people zag, and when you hit it, that's when you win that cash. Let's go to our next well, game. A, oh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, uh, we got one uh, one of the fans out there, Billy Hayes. Billy Hayes is great, great listener. Yeah, he uh, he has a great uh, for all the people that are gambling on the games tonight. He has a great uh, over the last ten season, no head coach has lost more money for betters on the second leg of a back to back than Doc Rivers, seventy nine ninety seven and one against the spread on the second game of a back to back. Yeah, that was, so wait a second, though. You said lost more money, but if you know that stat and yeah. you just bet against Doc, then he's winning you money, right? Well, yeah. So, yeah, all the Doc supporters he's supporting, so they're, they're, they're <laughs> a little light in the pockets in back-to-back games. Fair enough, fair enough. And that is the situation we have tonight here with the Los Angeles Clippers yes. going to Sacramento to take on the Kings. The Clippers, though, if you want a little action on this game, the Clippers are road favorites by one and a half points. 210 is the total. Tony, I went back and I checked. Lou Williams was at 8,100 last night. <laughs> he's at 8,300 tonight so yeah. the fact that uh he went off for 50 i guess the algorithm takes that a little bit into consideration but when you see some of the um you know some of the people missing the game you see his usage rate above 27 yeah. percent. do you want to ride the hot hand of lou williams tonight this is a funny thing because the first thing i did today was look for his price right and then i thought about it after the, the these prices were out before that game was over so uh, it didn't affect it but then I say, do I go back to the well with the guy that shot 50 points? He's a streaky guy. Maybe he's just hot, Lou, Lou yeah. Williams. I said, yeah, so I said, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on Lou Williams tonight. Nice. And if Milos don't play, I'm in on Jawan Evans tonight in this game, um, in this one, in uh, one of the other guys that you could look at. Depending on how the injury situation comes out, if Montrez Harrell is price is only 4000 bucks. If Blake Griffin's out again tonight, too, he could be a guy I could use as well. But for me, the two guys I'm going to use, I'm going to use uh, Lou Williams, who just keeps shooting the ball. And if they're going in, he's going to just keep shooting even more. And then I'm going to use um, Jawan Evans if we have Milos Teodosic out tonight. All right, what about on the Sacramento side, Tony? One of the people I am intrigued by is uh, George Hill. Once again, another punt play potential. You know, only 4,700 on DraftKings. The uh, Clippers are 30th in the NBA defending that guard spot. What do you think? I don't know what George Hill's status is. He was out on a paternity leave, so I I expect him to be back, but I haven't confirmed that as of yet, uh, that George Hill is back. Um, so when I look at that, and I'll try to get that information before we yeah, it looks uh, like he just had his baby, and doesn't that make you doesn't that make yeah. you maybe all excited to you know perform well? You got some some natural uh, pheromones think, right? going on, something like that, you know? I would think you know especially he's high on life crying, right now. You might want to get you might want to get in the house. He's going to play tonight, so he's going to play tonight. That that ruins things for me. There's just too many guys here. You got De'Aaron Fox, right. you got George Hill, Garrett Temple, Buddy Heald, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. So from one night to the next, whoever gets hot stays in the game. So those guys uh, all cancel each other out. The one guy that I like is Willie Cauley-Stein. He's just a big boy in that uh, offense. And uh, DeAndre Jordan, good player, a hustling player, but not a great defender. 
All right, so it sounds like the Sacramento Kings guards are sort of like the New England Patriots running backs. You never know which one of them is actually going to go off. So we move on from that game. You know, congratulations, though, to George Hill for becoming a, uh, for becoming a daddy. Let's go to the next game, the last you game. Know what he had? No, I do not. Do you? No, I have no idea. He had a baby, I would think. I if, yeah, I just didn't know if we should send him something. Yeah, I mean, but why does the gender matter? You know, this is 2018, Tony. Gender is a fluid kind of thing. We don't necessarily need to go blue or pink. We should just congratulate oh, really? the man for continuing the circle of life. Really? Uh, see, I didn't know. I would have. I would have sent a blue or pink. Uh, no, see, I yeah, a that, that's, that's 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 a relic. Send a Sacramento situation, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe you send them something purple. Free. Maybe you just send them something purple, then it's gender neutral that way. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe send him a Barney. Um, I don't know if that's the exact relic that he would want, but, you know, I love you, you love me, all that good stuff. Let's keep it moving, Tony. Our last game on the slate, the San Antonio Spurs are in Los Angeles to take on the Lakers. The Spurs are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. 210 is the total. Listen, Tony, the Spurs play a lot of defense. The Lakers do not. So I would want to play a lot of Spurs, but then I'm also, you know, bolstered by the fact that there's going to be a lot of Spurs missing tonight. One spur that looks like he will play is LaMarcus Aldridge. Do you pay the 8500 for LA tonight? All right, here's the first thing I'm going to tell you and this is this is good. Tonight you cannot play the amount of money he usually play in this. You're going to have to leave some cash the on the side. Is these guys at 10 these 10 o'clock games, right? We might not know who's going to be in and out of the lineup. And if you don't play in one of the small tournaments, and there's only a few of them that have late changes, you're screwed. And you might get screwed by the San Antonio Spurs. I love LaMarcus Aldridge tonight. I got him in my lineups. Uh, I love Davis Bertans tonight. I got him in my lineups. So I'm going to use those two guys. Uh, But there is risk associated with anyone when you look at it, especially a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, They... uh, to sit him there. I like Patty Mills in this game as well. Uh, so for me, it's Mills, Bertans, and uh, you're going to look at Lamarcus Aldridge there. And Lamarcus Aldridge is a guy, if you don't go LeBron, you can go Lamarcus Aldridge, you can get Lou Williams in your lineup, and you can build with almost everybody else there and DeMar DeRozan. And when you have LeBron, you can't get those three guys in there. Okay, so it sounds like, remember, because we started the segment, you saying that you did not have LeBron James, but instead what you're doing is you're turning that into LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan and Lou Williams. It sounds like those are the kind of three 8,000-point price players instead of spending around 10K for LeBron. Is that correct? Yeah, Yeah, and I'll tell you what. The one guy I like of the Lakers, the guy you mentioned last show that we uh, talked about the Lakers, Brooke Lopez, he's starting to establish himself and get a little mm-hmm. more playing time, and it's hurting Kyle Kuzma's. And he's always been a great offensive player. Uh, even though the Spurs, good defense, Paul Gasol's undersized. Uh, he doesn't play long into the game. He'll be playing against a backup center sometime in this game. And it is a 2-10 total, three-game slate. I think Brooke Lopez is a guy who can play at center as well tonight. All right, fair enough. So Brooke Lopez, definitely an option at only 4,500 on DraftKings. There you have it with all the only three games on the slate tonight. And when we come back, we turn our attention to the divisional round. We talk wide receivers, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. It's Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll get Tony's NBA lineup at the end of the show. We talk NFL when we come back. 
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We talked through the three-game slate in the NBA on a Thursday. But what we got to do right now is turn our attention to the NFL. It is divisional weekend. I call it the best weekend in all of football. You still get four action-packed games, and you get the one and two seeds in the AFC and in the NFC. So the Eagles, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Pittsburgh Steelers will join the fray. Tony, we already talked about quarterbacks and running backs. Tony, if people wanted to uh, go back and hear us uh, talk about the quarterbacks and the running backs, what would they do? How would they access that content from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Here's, here's the way it should always go about it. You go over to iTunes, you hit subscribe, and then every single time when the show's over, it goes bang right to your phone, right to your device, and you never miss an episode. So make sure you go over there and you can get Tuesday's show, and it'll have right on there the information, right in the headline that says quarterback information there, and you'll get all that information going forward. Always subscribe, because even if you didn't want to listen, you just click, then you don't want to listen. And But this way, you never miss anything uh, there, and you always get it as soon as it's available. Absolutely. That is the way to go there. Subscribe to uh, you know all of the shows, to be quite honest, from the Fantasy Sports Radio yeah. Network, so you can uh, always stay ahead of the game and win a little bit of cash in fantasy. Well... Regardless, Tony, today we are talking about the pass catchers, the wide receivers, and the tight ends. So let's look at some of the wideouts that you have in the wideout poll. Remember, you can follow along at the Tony Sincata at Spit and Speeds as well. You get a little bit of a sense in our polls about where the people are going. And speaking of the people, tomorrow's episode of Lineup Lock Live will be building the people's lineup for the divisional weekend. But for our wide receiver one, Tony, the options are as follows. Antonio Brown at 8,100. Michael Thomas at 7,200. Eric Decker at 3,800. And Julio Jones at 7,900. Tony, I want to ask you first. First about A.B., coming back from the calf injury, do you expect him to, in essence, be 100% uh, going up against cat scratch fever? I saw him working out. I saw a tape of him working out with Chad Ochocinco. He was running fine. Like He looked great. So... But that doesn't mean he could do it for you know seventy plays. Yeah, I mean going so up, running with Chad Ochocinco yeah. and getting open against Jalen Ramsey <laughs> are two very different things, I would imagine, right? Yeah, but I didn't even think he'd be. You know, I didn't. I thought it would be tough for him to come back, but he's definitely ready to go. And I'm intrigued by this eighty-one hundred dollar price. I haven't set a lineup for this week yet. Eighty-one hundred bucks is low. This is a ten thousand dollar player. He's got a tough matchup. So, but I think he gets ten, twelve targets. 
I think Antonio Brown is actually a guy you should have in your lineup at this price. All right, so let me ask you this because, you know, when, when I give you my FanDuel lineup a little bit later on in the week, one of the themes for me is I'm, I'm taking a lot of the wide receiver twos because I am avoiding some of the rock star cornerbacks in this league, you know. So you have Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye for Jacksonville. You have Mike Thomas who's going up against a guy like Xavier Bumpy Rhodes. And then later on in our polls, we see Adam Thielen, but he might see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. Which of these cornerbacks, if any of them, do you uh, do you kind of respect the most and would stay away from that wide receiver because of it? I, I respect the most Ramsey, but case is that in game the game they played earlier this year, he had 10 catches, 157 yards, and they got killed, and he put up 28 fantasy points. All right, so it doesn't matter. It sounds like A.B., as long as he's 100%, seems to be matchup-proof for the yeah, Tony Sincata. And the fact is that you're, very, you're never going to get Antonio Brown at 8,100, so you might as well give him a shot. Right, Tone? That's the whole thing to me is that that price tag is inviting, and it lures it in. And we're going to talk about another guy that I think uh, everybody was disappointed in season-long leagues with, uh, that last week the team decided to feed him the ball. And who is that? Who is that? Julio Jones? Julio Jones, right? All of a sudden we get yep. to the playoff time, and you know what? Julio Jones was the point of emphasis. Uh, he had 10 targets in that game last week against Carolina in a must-win. He had 11 targets. In a must-win week 16, he had 11 targets. So everything you wanted all year, we've seen three weeks in a row. The guy's under 8000 bucks. He didn't practice all week until today because they're just resting the guy, and they're going to go back to him again. He's got 25 fantasy points, 13 against Carolina, which was the weakest out of those matchups, and then 25 against the Rams. I think it's Julio Jones again against Philly. Do you have any concern over the injuries? You know, I mean, I know he's been playing through them on a week-in, week-out basis, basically for the last three years, if you want to know the truth. Yeah. But do you have any concern over any injuries? You're right. He did not practice towards the middle of the week, but that is probably just managing his reps. But do you think there's any kind of wear and tear where he could start the game but not finish it? I can't anymore because, you know what, even the game last week, right, you, you watch him, there are plays, he goes down the field, he, he, point, he, he waves to the sideline, and he walks over like he got shot in the ankle, and then two plays later he's out in the field going 20 yards down the field making a great catch. Yeah. It I- just keeps happening. No, it, it does. It does. And, you know, Julio Jones has been battling injuries for much of his NFL career, but you got to ride him out there. Hey, Tony, one of the things we talked about when we were going through the quarterbacks and the running backs were, listen, these Tennessee Titans are 13 or 13 and a half point underdogs. So you have to expect a negative game script. You have to expect the Titans to be throwing the ball. So I see Eric Decker at 3,800. I see Corey Davis at 3,400. I see Rashard Matthews at 4,500. Which Titans running uh, wide receiver do you think will ultimately get these targets in a game where you have have to figure eventually Mariota and the Titans will have to abandon exotic smash mouth and actually throw the ball. Which Titans wideouts do you like best? This is the this is going to be the tough part. This is going to be the difference winning and losing this right. week is getting the right Titans wide receiver because they're, they're going to throw the ball and they will have some success against the Patriots defense. I had Decker last week as the guy uh, because he had the most targets in the last three weeks. And last week he had five targets. He dropped a pass that hit him in the damn numbers. He got ten fantasy points, but it was largely because of a touchdown. The touchdown, yeah. I like him this week, but I'm, I'm sort of leaning to Corey Davis. He seemed like he was the guy, and Mariota missed him 
uh, on a touchdown last week. He was the guy that was the best athlete on the field. And he hasn't done it all year long, Corey Davis, but I'm sort of leaning him at 3,400 uh, out, of, out of these guys. Now, I will say this. I, Rashad Matthews, I told you guys not to play last week because he was the only guy. They were good. Kansas City was very good against number one wide receivers, but not good versus two and threes. I think Rashad Matthews is the safest play out of this group. But if I'm going to go 3,400, I'm going to go for upside. I'm going to go Corey Davis. Seven targets in that game against Kansas City last week. Um, I think it was helped out by they know the numbers as well to the second and third wide receivers. But he, he was open, and they missed him on a touchdown. That could have very easily been a 15-point fantasy game. I hear you, but you know, I, maybe I just have PTSD as it relates to Corey Davis, Tony, because I got to tell you the truth. I was early on this kid. I loved his skill set in the yeah. draft. I thought that he was going to be kind of this breakout rookie. Every week, I was trying to be early with it, be on Corey Davis, and he burned me week after week after week. It just never seemed to happen. I call him like the, uh, he's basically like the Joe Mixon of the rookie wide receiving core, if you want to know the truth. Why why is it that this week you think will be a week for Corey Davis? He's starting to get more and more involved in the past game now. Look at this. It is that everybody's burnt, right? 15 fantasy points week 16 with nine targets. Jacksonville didn't see the field, two targets. Then he had seven targets, which led the receivers. So two out of the last three games, he's led wide receivers in Tennessee in targets. All right, so maybe this is the time when Corey Davis comes back. Um, Tony, you're talking about uh, you know teams that defend the number two and the number three wide receivers. I checked, and you know who is last in the NFL against the number two receiver? It is the Atlanta Falcons. You have Trufant there covering the number one a lot, and they seem to be last in the league against the number two receiver. So for that reason, I am, you know, contrarian I guess there's only 7% of the poll that likes Nelson Aguilar at 4,800 I gotta tell you I love Nelson Aguilar this week as a number two going up against Atlanta a guy that uh, maybe has a little bit more experience than a guy like Alshon Jeffrey with Nick Foles I like Nelson Aguilar this week at only 4,800 call me crazy Uh, I think that's actually a good play I look at uh, Alshon Jeffrey as the guy that Gets down the field. He doesn't have much separation. Nelson Aguilar a lot of time will come out of the slot. That will get separation. Sometimes get a linebacker stuck on him every once in a while. And I think he's the one guy there that can have an opportunity to put up a decent game. I think the tight, uh, Nick Foles is going to rely on the tight end Zach Ertz. I think it's actually going to be a good week for tight ends across the board. Uh, in fact, I would actually recommend some two tight end lineups, which I'll probably never say again. Uh, this week as opposed to getting with some of these wide receivers. And I think Aguilar's the play out of the wide receivers in Philadelphia. All right, now let's look at this uh, at the New England Patriots wide receivers real quick, okay? You got Brandon Cooks at 7,000. You have Chris Hogan in a full at 5,200 as well. Tony, everybody thinks the Patriots are going to be in full-on, you know, foot-on-the-gas pedal kind of mode and blow out the Tennessee Titans on Saturday night. So, uh, again, attacking this bottom 10 Tennessee pass defense. I think the way to beat them, though, is over the top with the deep ball. So that would suggest more Cooks than Hogan. You know Gronkowski will be there as well. Do you have faith in Chris Hogan coming back from the shoulder injury? Uh, Hasn't really played much, but you have him in the poll. You like his price at 5,200? 
I like the price at 5200 and do I have faith? I do, yeah. The injury happened, occurred in week eight, all right? And he tried to play week 14. He had five targets in that game. He only caught one ball. This is the first week he's not even on the injury report. We all know how the New England Patriots play things. Uh, they put everybody on the injury report. So I think Chris Hogan's finally ready to go, and I think that he's going to go down the middle of the field and light these guys up. So he's the guy I lean to. It's interesting you think that Brandon Cooks, because I, I, I'm the same way, but every time we've had this situation, it seems like, it ends up being Rob Gronkowski that's the guy in the downfield making the big plays and not Brandon Cooks. And he's been more of a gimmick. He'll make the one big play but doesn't crush it there. Uh, but Cooks' is guy is 7,000. You have to have some consideration for yeah, absolutely. The only problem is with it relates to all of these Patriots. They are just not loyal, like Chris Brown says. When we come back, we we'll talk a little bit more about the wide receivers. Then we go into the tight ends for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back. It is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking about the pass catchers. I had a divisional weekend here, helping you win a little bit of DFS cash on a holiday weekend. Going into, uh, you know, what I think is the best weekend in football of the year. Tony, I want to ask you about the Minnesota Vikings wide receivers, okay? Interestingly enough, uh, Adam Thielen here it looks like around the same price or even cheaper than Stefan Diggs. Do you think this is a nod to Marshawn Lattimore? Why else would Thielen, uh, at least looking at the uh, what you have here in the polls, why else would Thielen be cheaper than Stefan Diggs? I actually went with Stefan Diggs in my lineup that we'll reveal tomorrow because I am worried about Marshawn Lattimore's impact on Adam Thielen. Are you, Tony? Well, no. I- I'm not like... I'm perplexed, I would say. Okay. Because here's the numbers Here's the numbers for the New Orleans defense. New Orleans defense has the sixth best in the league against number one wide receivers, 17th against number two wide receivers, and they're number five against slot receivers. What is Adam Thielen? He's a slot receiver most of the time, but does line up on the outside. I think Stephon Diggs is going to get Lattimore. You think so? You think Lattimore is going to wind up on Diggs on the outside as kind of like the X guy, and that'll leave Thielen, yeah. uh, you know, kind of to to roam I with. I think it's like slot, Williams. They'll have a yeah, and I'll have a cornerback and a linebacker uh, there and in, in, in there. So I'm not positive of that, but I'm just looking at it like that. Lattimore is not going to cover the guy coming out of the slot. He's coming out of that with a slot more. And New Orleans has done a good job there in the, against the guy in the slot. If he lined up and they line both these guys up, right? If they line them up both wide, Diggs and Thielen, which yeah. they do, but they don't do a lot, then I like Diggs because then Thielen will get Lattimore if he plays on the outside right. uh, there. So I think a lot of it's going to be uh, the schematics of what the coaches put in play here. And I would think, you know, the Minnesota coaches have this information as well. Sure, you would and think so. They would try to, yeah, you would think that Adam Thielen would come more out of the slot. But if they line up wide, I agree with you. If they're both wide, Diggs is the play. 
if they if they go with Diggs wide and Adam Thielen out of the slot, then I think the play is going to have to be uh, Adam Thielen by a little bit, but I don't love either of them. All right, so fair enough. So, Tony, we're on the same page that what we're trying to do is avoid Marshawn Lattimore here. We're trying yeah, to find yeah, the Viking. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Then why isn't the answer uh, a tight end you don't have in your poll? Why isn't the answer Kyle Rudolph? Oh, you know what's great about that? And I went there. They're the sixth best in the league against tight ends. They're allowing 36, points, uh, 36 yards per game to the tight end. So, I mean, this Saints defense is much improved, and we know Fair. about that. And I'll even give you the number of the running backs since we talked about them the other day. Uh, they, they let up the uh, 12th passing yards to running backs. So Alvin Kamara lovers, they do allow 47 yards per game uh, of receiving two running backs. All right. So, uh, wait, this is Minnesota or New Orleans you're talking about? Uh, that was New Orleans. Because you, so, uh, you referenced Kamara. So that's what I was wondering yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. talking about that's as it relates to, like, Jarek McKinnon and Latavius. So let yeah. me ask you this. Wait a second, Tony. Because we're going to get into the tight let, let me give – I'm going to give you the Minnesota one just so I uh, – All right, go ahead. You made me, they're, number, they're number one against the uh, running backs in the passing game in the uh, league. They're allowing 30 yards per game. Fair enough, fair enough. So let me ask you this, Tony, because I know I've been doing this show with you for a few months now, and I know that you are very high on the Minnesota Vikings. But it sounds like you're in love with this Saints defense as well. You, 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 know, you, you respect Marshawn Lattimore. You respect what they do defensively against the backs. Who do you like in this game, which I think is going to be the best game of the weekend? Who do you like in the 440 kick on Sunday, Tony? I think Minnesota wins a close game, and I'll tell you what, I like the under in this game. We talk about all these great players uh, where we have a, a bunch of Pro Bowls on the offense. I mean, you got two quality wide receivers in Minnesota. Uh, you get a quality wide receiver in New Orleans, Mike Thomas. We have two stud running backs, and I like the I like both defenses here. Yeah, I think the under is an interesting play. I have been actually betting the under with the Saints all season long because everyone thinks that they're such a high-scoring offense. I actually think they've evolved into a running game and a time-of-possession kind of team along with that defense that you're talking about. I've been on the Saints for a while, though, to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, so i got to go with the Saints in this one. I'll tell you what, though. Whoever wins this game in Minnesota, I like them to win the NFC Championship the following week. Tony, the last game I want to add... wide receiver i want to ask you about you know go ahead go ahead Tony. just one more thing with that thing is that we don't know the weather yet with that game in new england being at 8 30 uh saturday night we don't know the weather there right but let's just say it's it's just regular weather you know it's 40 degrees whatever there's no wind i'm gonna push as many guys to that game as i can right i think the other games are all uh, defensive battles and i think with the 47 total i think that game goes over and I think it might be 10 points higher than any of the other games on the slate this weekend. No, that's a very interesting point, okay? You got one game that's also happening inside the Dome, and all these other games are happening, you know, some nighttime in January. The Philadelphia game, yeah. you know, we could also maybe, they also say we might wind up being in the 40s by the end of that game. You know, Atlanta on the road, you always got to consider that. They did well on the road last week, but they're going to be in grass, and uh, Philly's a different animal. Let me ask you, though, the last wideout I wanted to ask you about Tony is D.D. Westbrook. I'm going to tell you the truth. I want no part of any Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver. (laughs) Listen, I mean, Blake Bortles ran for more yards than he threw for last week. He threw for less than 100 yards when they beat 
Pittsburgh in week five earlier yeah. this season. You know, their strategy, their philosophy is to have Blake Bortles throw the ball maybe eight times a game. Why do I want to take, you know, one of his targets? Because they're just not going to get the kind of opportunity as these other guys. Why is D.D. Westbrook in your poll over guys like, say, Mohamed Sanu, over guys like Ted Ginn Jr. and, and other wideouts like that? All right, so I'll, I'll clarify this real easily. I would take all three of the Tennessee wide receivers before Westbrook, uh, Rashad Matthews, um, Corey Davis, and Eric Decker, and they're all less than D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get one Jaguar receiver in the poll. I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is great, but you mentioned Blake Bortles there. They ran all over him last time, and they're going to try to do the same thing because this time they don't have Ryan Shazier. But I think if one guy is going to make a big play, it's going to be D.D. Westbrook. The problem, Marquise Lee is still not 100% healthy. Alan Hearns is going to play a little bit in this game. I think that's that's going to make it even tougher to pick a wide receiver for Jacksonville. So I wouldn't use any of those guys. The guys you mentioned, uh, Marquise. Um, Sanu, Muhammad Ted Sanu, Ginn. Yeah. I like Sanu's a guy I would like. Ted Ginn is uh he's the wild card. A man. boomer bust in a tournament. Yeah, he solidified himself as the second wide receiver in that contest in a game that's gonna be tough, but the one thing is Ted Ginn don't need eight catches to have a big day. If he gets two or three catches, he can go the distance and that that's six right. points is all you need. Yeah. So when you're looking at that and you look at the price, it's worth it when a tournament for upside. Right, so in a tournament play, remember, one catch from Ted Ginn can get you 12, 12 and a half points. So it's always viable in some of the GPP formats in this divisional weekend. Tony, I want to ask you about the tight ends real quick. You got Rob Gronkowski at 7,100, Delaney Walker at 5,000, Zach Ertz at 5,800, and Josh Hill at 2,600. Now, I feel like everybody's going to go Rob Gronkowski. You said it yourself. It turns out that it's Gronk down the middle of the field. We can attack this Tennessee Titans. If you don't know if it's going to be Cooks or Hogan or any of the backs, you go to Old Faithful and you could stack up Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski. I don't think we need much analysis about that. What I want to ask you about, Tony, is last time Zach Ertz and Nick Foles were out there in a game that mattered, it was Christmas night against the Oakland Raiders. Trust me, I know because it helped me win my season-long <laughs> fantasy championship. Zach, it Ertz when I pee had 14. 14- targets and I see no reason why he wouldn't go back to that well you were mentioning the dual tight end set the Mike Cardano offense would it be with Gronk and Zach Ertz yeah I I like that I think Nick Foles is not as bad as the whole picture we've painted of him the last few weeks but the one thing you do is when you get a young quarterback in there or a quarterback that hasn't played in a while he's not young in this case the first, they look down the middle of the field, the tight end's the guy in the middle of the field, and that's where they target. That's where they feel healthy. Zach Ertz coming back off the injury. I think he's going to get some opportunities. And on a lighter scale, I think Trey Burton's going to get some opportunities here. Okay, so even Trey Burton, he is behind Zach Ertz, but you saw. Hey, Tony, did you see? You know, Trey Burton is an unrestricted free agent going into this offseason. Uh, do you think he could wind up being a starter somewhere in this league? Do you think someone will take a chance on him as their, as their number one tight end? Do you think he could get number one tight end money in the offseason? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think with the more and more teams looking at like what Rob Gronkowski's done, Zach Ertz, Delaney Walker, it was seeing offense evolve. And a lot of teams, the Colts were trying to put a two tight end set in for a couple of years with Andrew Luck. And I think that they want an athlete there. Everybody's looking right. for the football player. Trey, Trey Burton's one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. The basketball player. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, Tony, you know, I'm in like a long-term dynasty league, and I had Zach Ertz. Then when he went down, right, I just picked up Trey Burton as a plug-and-play that week he had like two touchdowns. And I'm like, wait a second. He's a free agent in the offseason. I'm in a dynasty league. I now have an asset as another tight end. So that's uh, obviously what we will do. But you got to figure Rob Gronkowski is the chalk, right? You're paying up for him as Seventy one hundred. He's the tight end. You got to start your lineups with. Yeah, I think in a cash game, I'm going to go uh, Tom Brady, Deion Lewis, Hogan, and Gronkowski. Those would be the four Patriots that I'd go uh, there. And in a tournament setting, I'll probably go and put Marcus Mariota at quarterback and hope that uh, Tom gives the ball to Deion Lewis a couple times instead of uh, throwing the ball in the end zone. All right, fair enough. Hey, Tony, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk real quickly about the defenses, and then we're also going to give out your NBA lineup for a three-game slate on a Thursday. But on tomorrow's show, Tony, are we still making the people's lineup for divisional, uh, divisional round week? Yeah, we'll give you the people's lineup, and we'll give you uh, N- NBA injury updates as they happen. I'll give you my NBA lineup says there was. As of tonight, there is no injuries right now. A uh, little later start with 8 and 10.30, so might not get any information. All right, fair enough. But regardless of that, when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, Tony Sincata will flop the nuts for you and give you the lineup to win a little bit of cash here on a Thursday. He's been hot all week. Twitter has been letting me know that people have been winning some cash because of Tony Sincata's lineup. It is the most important part of the show. Call it an investment the next five minutes. You get to figure out how to win a little bit of cash in the association. So come on right back to Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Playing Daily Fantasy Basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyrotor.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Line of Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Where we don't go chasing waterfalls, we stick to the rivers and the lakes that we are used to. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, it is the time of the show that everybody is waiting for. Make the people some money here on a Thursday. Three-game slate in the association. Show them how you can cash without putting the king LeBron James in your lineup. We got DeMar DeRozan, 8,800, going Toronto backcourt. Davis Bertans, uh, San Antonio versus the Lake is $4,500 there. Pascal Siakam, 4,100. Jonas Valchunas, the center in Toronto, 5,400. Lou Williams going back-to-back nights, 8,300. LaMarcus Aldridge, 8,500. Juwan Evans, 5,300. So look at this. It, it, this is the thing without LeBron. I'm able to get Aldridge in at 8,500. I'm able to get Lou Williams at 8,300. DeRozan at 8,800. 
I couldn't do that with LeBron in my lineup. All right, fair enough. So Tony is going for not one, not two, but three 8,000-level guys instead of paying for the king. And in only a three-game slate, what he's banking on is that the king does not go off in this game against the Toronto Raptors. Instead, hoping that DeRozan holds his own in that matchup against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have not been playing much defense. Remember, this is the battle of a two and three seed in the East, and they are both chasing the Boston Celtics, who already got a victory today against Philadelphia, 114 to 103. Tony, with the time that we have left, I want to look at the defenses real quick. 38% of the people are following or or voting for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 3,300. You know, let me ask you, why do you think the Jaguars going up against a high-powered offense are a better idea maybe than your Minnesota Vikings defense also going up against a high-powered offense? You know what? I think it's a risky play, but I understand the play because when you throw the ball that much, you have the ability to get sacks and interceptions. And when they got five interceptions the last game, and plus the salary, I think the last game, the Jags were 4,500, it's down to 3,300. I would probably go to the uh, Patriots as opposed to that with uh, okay. Marcus Mariota. You never know what he's going to do. Yeah. Or I would go against Nick Foles. Really? I, I, one, one team you didn't have here that I was considering in my lineup, to be quite honest, because I always like having a home defense. Tony, what about the Philadelphia Eagles? You know they have fresh bodies on the line to maybe get pressure on Matt Ryan. I'm expecting that to be a cold, a cold outing on Saturday. And also, listen, the Falcons are not great outside of the dome on grass. Even last year when they went like, you know, had the best offense in the NFL, they struggled in their game at Philadelphia. You look at it, Matt Ryan at double-digit interception, so it sets up nice. And I'll tell you one thing, is it in a game with a four-game slate, it's not something I generally do, but <laughs> I believe they'll be the cheapest defense, I mean right. the lowest owned. You'll have a contrarian defense there. All right, so maybe, you know, we'll see if I hold on to my Eagles or if uh, you guys can compel me otherwise because tomorrow what we're going to do, it'll be a football Friday ahead of Divisional Weekend, and we will have the people's lineup at the Tony Sincata on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. We'll have the polls, and whatever the people decide, we will make as a lineup and try and win a little bit of cash in a holiday weekend. It's a holiday because of Martin Luther King Day on Monday, and it is a holiday because I consider it the best weekend in all of football four games going on this weekend with the best teams in the nfl all right we gave you our lineup here for a three game slate we talked about the wide receivers and the tight ends you may want to flex a tight end by the name of zach Ertz because we believe both gronk and zach Ertz are gonna have big time opportunity and tony sincata telling you you could win a little bit of cash tonight without LeBron James. Hey, Tony, take a little cough drop or something and be ready for tomorrow when we get ready for the people's lineup, all right? Have a great night, Tony. You're doing all right over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I am gonna. get an hour nap for the uh, game. All right, fair enough. You get a little bit of shut-eye, and we'll be right back ready to go tomorrow on Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.